This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the June 27, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Russia defaulted on its debt, meaning it did not pay $100 million in interest payments that were due. This is usually a big thing, though with all of the sanctions already imposed, maybe not so much. One reason for the default is the sanctions made it difficult for Russia to make the payments. I hate Putin, but gotta say, if I were him, I'd probably say, I've got your money. I'll pay it when you want it, but I'm not jumping through hoops. An article says that Putin has lost so many senior officers in Ukraine that he is calling up an old fat retired general to lead the effort. Not a good look. The Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Many New York City prosecutors are quitting over soft-on-crime policies. Moving on. The G7 is meeting in Germany. A few tidbits. Zelensky urged them to give him anti-aircraft systems. The G7 are trying to raise $600 billion to invest in infrastructure projects in the developing world. China has a Belt and Road program where they loan money to developing countries to tie them into China's orbit. And this new G7 effort is to counter the Belt and Road program. I linked to a campaign ad by a Republican running for Congress in Virginia. Admittedly, she offers no solutions in the ad. Still, a devastating ad. I could see Biden's approval numbers dropping a few points just from a bunch of ads like this running across the country. Roe v. Wade was overturned, not modified or tweaked. Tomorrow I will cover this ruling in depth. Let me quote the key sentence in the ruling. Quote, Held, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives, end quote. The linked New York Times article by Kate Zernicki will make you think this is Partisan Monday. It is titled, quote, How did Roe fall before the pivotal ruling a red wave, end quote. It's a long and at times tedious essay on the increasing power of Republicans at the state level starting in 2010 and also how they used that power to start chipping away at Roe. But this is the line that caught my attention. Quote, There had been a time in the 15 years after Roe when Republicans were as likely as Democrats to support an absolute right to legal abortion and sometimes even more so. End quote. After reading that, my thinking is our divisive politics may not have created Roe. Roe may have created our divisive politics. And the key is by nationalizing the abortion issue. If you go back a number of years, a small rural state was not going to have much of a political discussion on abortion, and they were going to vote Republican. New York was not going to have much of a discussion on abortion, and they were going to vote Democrat. Roe nationalized the issue and brought the issue into the national parties. Anyway, here we go again. I slightly remember a comedy line in a movie that kept repeating, You had one job. Niger had a tree in Tenere. It was a tourist attraction, though not one I would go to. What made the tree famous is that it was in the Sahara Desert and the only tree for 250 miles in any direction. In 1973, it was destroyed by a drunk driver. How do you hit the only tree in 250 miles? You had one job. 
Anyway, what COVID wave are we on? Fifth, I think. Not that many weeks ago, I thought, oh crap, here comes another wave. In fact, more friends or friends of friends seem to have come down with COVID recently than I remember from the past. But looking today at the CDC weekly case tracker, it looks like we had a bit of a wave and it leveled off or is decreasing. Even better, looking at the deaths graph, they never seem to increase with this wave, though they sadly have stayed at just above 250 deaths per day. At that level for a year, it is similar to a bad flu season. I should note that some said, oh, this is going to be bad because nobody is wearing masks. I would love to know the demographic breakdown on those deaths, age, underlying health conditions, etc. I don't mean to imply it is not still tragic if they are old people, but it is information that I would like. On the positive side, we are not seeing Dr. Fauci as much. You may ask, why do I do so much woke and transgender stuff? Hell, I asked myself that question. The answer is, I think that issue is being used as a hammer to shut up many Americans. And Americans that are of an opposing view on a range of subjects. As J.K. Rowling showed us, even if you are liberal, if you do not toe the line or whatever the expression is, the left will try to crush you. Her sin was saying things like this, quote, If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. End quote. Whoa, shut her up. What prompted the previous comment is a linked article by Bobby Burak in Outkick on the firing of David Mastillo, who was deputy editor of the editorial page at USA Today. He says he was fired for tweeting, quote, People who are pregnant are also women, end quote. He had to delete the quote, the tweet and says he was demoted. And he was an opinion editor. What I find scary is his comments that the paper is purging conservatives from the papers. I say papers because USA Today is owned by Gannett and they own a number of local papers. The linked article by Rob Shimshuk says 47 out of 50 law schools are liberal and that while, quote, while 35% of lawyers across the country are conservative, only 15% of law professors lean conservative, according to a recent study, end quote. If that is because conservatives don't want to be law professors, then shame on conservatives. I get all nerdy on you by linking an abstract of a statistical study trying to get at discrimination of conservatives in hiring at law schools. The author James Cleeth Phillips said he found it. I'm guessing if there's discrimination on hiring, then there is other discrimination after hiring. Do readers benefit from hearing only one side of issues? The liberal side. Do law students benefit by hearing mostly one side of the issues? The liberal side. Do other Americans benefit by tuning out those voices and only listening to Fox News or reading the New York Post or more fringe news sources? The answer in all cases is no. Further, where are the centrists or moderates in the political discussion? Do they exist or do we not click on them? Or the restrained liberal or restrained conservative who have a view but are respectful of the other side? Are they non-existent or do we not click on them so they are silenced? Are we the problem? 
Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.